So hi, Lawrence. What was your first computer? My first computer was a Tandy uh, TRS-80. Oh, okay. And and how old were you back then? <laughs> well, let's see. I had to be 35 or something. Oh, 35. So yeah. I, have, I should frame the question differently. Maybe what was your first <laughs> circuit, you know? Uh, or or um, what you did before computers? Well, and that's a great question for me. When I started practicing law in 1974, mm -hmm. we typed all of our pleadings on a typewriter. Okay. So, and if we needed copies, we put in carbon paper. Uh huh. So uh, that's how far back I go. Okay. It was a while before we even got an IBM Selectric typewriter that had enough memory to do a single line of text. Okay. <laughs> But were you and even late? Always to technology, or were just you know you always wanted to be, become a lawyer. You know, I used to admire the geeks in my high school back when I was in high school, but I was on the lawyer track all since then. I have a, a BA in English. Okay. So the only options for me with that kind of a degree were either teach English or go into law school, and so okay, I picked law school. And uh, you you were. You were passionate about law, or just you know, it, you had to do this. Yeah, I was one. I had only two choices, and that okay. was the lesser of two evils, I guess. Okay, so now, thirty-five, thirty-five uh, years later, or it might be interesting with the typewriters. So you like, you know, the typing experience with IBM's, or what is no, the story? No, no, it was terrible. It was when the first uh, little computer came out that had a hundred k of memory. We got uh, one and put it on the desk at the office, but uh, and it could only remember a single page of okay. text. So we were we were anxious to get out of the typewriter business if we could. <laughs> okay, and uh, where you grew up? Where was it? Uh, which part of U.S.? This is Salt Lake City, Utah. Ah, always okay, Salt Lake City. Okay, and uh, so you grew up, and then you studied law, right? I, I think. Right, right. Let me tell you a little story about that if you're interested. Yeah, When sure. I first got my. Uh, law certificate, I went to a meeting where another lawyer was retiring, and he said uh, that from the day he graduated from law school until the day he retired, he only worked on one case, which was the El Paso natural gas pipeline case. Okay. Well, that that's not my, my experience. Uh, about 1985, I got the client who wanted to send me multiple cases. Okay. Eventually, it was about 400 cases a month. Wow. Well, I knew I couldn't handle that volume of cases with paper and pencil and files and those kinds of things. You had to have a system. Okay. So that's when I decided I was going to have to systematize my practice and find out what I could do uh, with computers. Oh, so you wanted just to increase your productivity, your output, right? This was the... Right, right. Okay. I was going to learn Pascal after... This Tandy computer was a kit that I got and uh, had to build with my soldering iron. <laughs> one question, one, one, one yeah. question. Is it like you, you are a special lawyer or a, a general purpose lawyer? I have no idea about law. So is this uh, like specific direction you, 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 you practice or how, how to imagine that? Well, my specialty would be called civil litigation, contract okay. cases, although I've handled a few uh, criminal defense cases and few divorce cases and some estate planning, but not very many. Most of my cases were contract law cases, civil courtroom cases. Okay. And what was you, the most exciting or, you know, cool or whatever called case you can talk about? 
Well, that's a tough question. Um, I made law when I uh, sued uh, a guy for his polygamous wife mm-hmm. and got money out of him, and that uh, that made law at the Supreme Court level of Utah. Okay. Um, so that was kind of exciting and interesting. Okay, so because of your involvement, you changed the law. This is what I understood, right? Right, that's right. Wow, it's almost meta. Okay, but and now you said something interesting. In your free time, in your leisure, you sold it a computer. Is it, is it right? Right. I bought this kit over the from Tandy Corporation and mm-hmm. built this computer. They sent the parts, and it's kind of like painting by numbers. All I had to do was follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. Uh, stayed up all night and soldered it all together, and in the morning it didn't work. So I went back and re-soldered some of the components, and wow, it worked. And it worked for years after that. And you enjoyed the experience, or you had to do this? No, I enjoyed it. I, it was... I, it was fun. It was, so, I did so, this for fun. So that then you are a geek, actually, right? So uh, exactly. Yeah, oh, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is I think a rare combination between a lawyer and a geek, right? I think that's true. Oh, not so much anymore. I think the new generation kids that are coming out of law school now know the technology. But back in my generation, it was absolutely unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one of the reasons I had to get into this is because there was not a program that would do what I wanted it to do, and I had to write it myself, mm-hmm. and I knew that. Okay, so be, uh, to increase your productivity, and uh, so you, you created your first computer, and then you started to learn Pascal, you said, right? Well, I was going to learn Pascal, but I went back and talked to a friend of mine at MIT, and he said, oh, don't learn Pascal. Learn C, get Unix. You Learn C. So I went home and bought a AT&T Unix computer for 12 grand without knowing C or what C was okay. and got Kernig- Kernigan and Ritchie and learned C and wrote my program. Wow. How long did it took to, to learn C for you? <laughs> oh, six months, maybe. It's a crazy story. And this is uh, all in your leisure, right? So you worked full time? No, 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 well, well, this was, yeah, this was in addition to my law practice, right? So I was trying to get the law practice more efficient at this point. So this wasn't for fun. No, but I mean, you had to learn C in order you know, to write a program. So the learning C was waste of time first because you, you were not productive at all. You just learned something, you know, this was investment, I would say, right, in the future. Yeah, was it? Well, the, ten, the AT&T computer was a $12,000 investment. So I had to learn C to get some use. Out <laughs> yeah, of it. You're right. <laughs> so 12K back then is like 20K now? At least, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a long time ago. 19... 85, uh, no, 90. This was probably 90 by the time we, I bought the AT&T computer. 1990, so, okay. So almost like a half a Mac Pro, right? <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, when I, got up, when I got up to a megabyte, that was, that was great improvement. I had to write this program so we took the white space out of the, uh, doc, out of the uh, items, out of the data, mm-hmm. so that it fit on the, fit on the computer. Uh, we hung a bunch of dumb terminals off the back of this AT&T computer and spread them around the office. So I had about five people com- uh, entering data into this uh, AT&T computer and printing off the pleadings. Okay. We're printing pleadings on a, ma- bit, a dot matrix printer at that time. So what, what, what I understood right now is you wrote in C the first program or app. And then it was installed on the AT&T machine and the, uh, your colleagues got your dumb terminals, it's like a thin clients, and access your program remotely, right? That's right. I, I wrote the, 
interface in Curses, Unix Curses. Okay. And they were able to. And this is uh, this is really incredible. I mean, this is like you know you learned in half half a year. Uh, back then there was no internet, you know, no stack overflow. So you you only had the book and you had to understand what's going on. And um and what was the program about? So it was like Word or like a database, like Excel. So what was the purpose of the program? Okay, so we get these cases. They send the cases over, and we have to keep track of all the money we spend, the names, the issues on the case, how far along the case is, uh, and print out pleadings, uh, a whole bunch of pleadings, papers. Okay. And uh, in, in order to do that efficiently, we had to have a database to hold the names and the money, mm -hmm. and uh, we had to have a print driver to drive the printer and screens for the people to enter the data and, keep, and, what, and view the cases. And, so, and, and you wrote the database as well? I did. I did. Yeah, but um, uh, how you knew how to write a database? I mean, this was just your feeling or, I mean... Well, I, no, I read, I read up on it. I, I read enough to know. Okay. Um, I mean, all, in Unix, you know, you save everything in files. I just saved it all in files, but I had to put it in the files in a text, text file mm -hmm. format. Okay. Incredible. So and then you started to enjoy programming and you still, um, one question uh, um, um, regarding the law pr uh, practice, you are the owner of the, of the shop or just an employee on, or how, how this works? It was a law firm, two partners okay. uh, called Peterson, Peterson and Simpson at that time, mm -hmm. two lawyers, bunch of secretaries and okay. a big client that had a bunch of cases they wanted us to handle. Okay. And you were one of just how to, how to call it? A lawyer, an employee of yeah. the of the owners. Okay. No, no, no. I, Peterson is me, and Simpson is the other guy, and we own the law firm. Ah, okay. You are the the uh, the Peterson. It was you. You one of the owner, and the other guys was the the other half. Okay. Right, right. He he wasn't a geek at all. He didn't even really uh, want me to do this, but I did it on my own. Oh, okay. But at the end, he was happy that you did it, right? Or. <laughs> absolutely absolutely when they were sending us 400 cases a month there's no way in the world we could have handled it without a system oh perfect it's a great great story okay so what happened after the unix uh, or, or was it something interesting back then or you mean after the at&t machines what you did then you started to improve your system okay. or you or you sold it to 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 to, to other you know law firms oh, let me step through that i'll get to the sale part kind of later but I, I went and I talked to a professor here in Utah, and he recommended I get a, a Sun station. Yeah, station. Sun workstation. Sun workstation. Mm -hmm. Right. So I bought a Sun workstation and retooled my program into C++. Mm -hmm. um, and the users around the office were then changing to some kind of a desktop deal from dumb terminals, and so. We look, hooked up the LAN in the office, and I'm not only doing the C programming. I had to uh, figure out how to do the LAN and the oh, the, the network, everything. Yes. Um, so that was the next step. C plus plus went to C plus plus, and then a little later, or a lot later, maybe, I, I kept hearing this write once, run everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hey, I, maybe I could sell this program. So maybe I shouldn't just write it for my office. Maybe I could sell it. So I got into Java oh. to see if I could write once and sell it. But I'm a terrible salesman. Okay. I haven't sold it yet. Ah, okay. But the time will come. But <laughs> I assume it was Java 1, right? Back then, this is the first version of Java. Right. 
Right. Yes. So you learned C, C++, and then Java. And you enjoyed the right. Java experience? Or what was your impression of Java back then? Well, it was great. It solved two problems with C++. I kept uh, having pointer problems and overrunning my memory. Mm -hmm. So garbage collection was a great thing. And then um, I enjoyed Java a lot. Uh, later, toward the end of my experience with the law, I switched over and bought an Oracle database mm -hmm. and uh, transferred over to Oracle ADF. Okay. Uh, and it, it's amazing to me how much Java you have to know to make Oracle ADF work, mm -hmm. especially my program. But I had one great advantage, and that is I was writing the same program over and over, mm -hmm. so I didn't have to relearn the program. I just had to learn the language. Mm -hmm. And ADF is a Java server faces, basically from Oracle. Right, application server yeah. faces. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and you bought the Oracle database because you wanted, because there were more features to implement, or what was the story? Why why you were not no more happy with, you know, the Java program without Oracle database? Well, we, uh, by then the computers were getting uh, big, so we got a gigabyte uh, server. I mean, ah, when I got okay. a gigabyte, I thought, hey, I'm never going to fill this up in 100 years. I might as well get the Oracle database and quit fiddling with my own database. Uh, and let Oracle do that part of it. So I uh, got installed Oracle 8 mm -hmm. and uh, ran that on our server. Yeah. I also but, used 8 and 8i, if you remember, the database uh, in my projects back then. And I think it was around 1996. So it's also what I used 1997. I used a lot of uh, Oracle 8i, and the i stood for internet, right? Everything was i back then. Uh, as you say it, I remember that, yeah. And uh, yeah, this was around 1996, 1997. So Oracle was almost default in my projects. It's always Oracle database. And we accessed the Oracle database via JDBC, but I never used ADF in production. So I knew what it was. Some clients asked me about that, but we used usually our own JSF from different vendors, but never from Oracle. So I started off with JDBC and, and did JSF with uh, Prime, uh, let's see, what's it called? Prime Faces or something like that. There was Ice Faces, Ice Faces. Prime faces were later, I think. There were okay. uh, from Sun. There were uh, um, forgot the name. There was uh, Sun had own Java server face framework, and there were uh, from from Apache My Faces was also very popular, and Rich Faces was from Red Hat, and I forgot this one from Sun. It was a nice name actually. So it was yeah. uh, shipped with NetBeans, so there was like you know you could just draw the uh, the the user interface. And I was using NetBeans at that time too. So. Oh, okay. Interesting story. And uh, were you successful with the pure Java implementation? Absolutely. Absolutely. We had 200,000 cases in this wow. operation at one, at one point. And you were more a lawyer or more like DevOps or developer back then? I mean, well, uh, I wrote a program that practiced law. Yeah. And when I when it pushed pushed out the papers, I would sit down there and sign my lawyer name on the papers, send them down to court, file them with the court, and then that would that's how we worked. And the system was so good that the clerks at the court have to read all the papers to make sure they're up to standard. And we would take down big stacks of paper. At one mm -hmm. point, we sent so many cases to the court that it overwhelmed their credit card limit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so they were getting big stacks of paper from us. We had this high volume practice and the clerks 
read through these papers and there was never a mistake because the program the program was not like a human being it didn't make mistakes it once you got it programmed it just never failed again so they quit reading my papers they would just stamp them and file them now, this was like actually genius right i mean it was like the great invention i would say i mean and uh, I, yeah i was the first person in utah to file electronically when they were trying to get electronic filing going in utah Okay. Um, what, what I think, you had an unfair advantage because you were a geek and a lawyer in one person. And usually, if you know, you know the business logic well or domain logic, it is fairly easy to implement the software. The problem is usually in projects, you know, there, is, there are the business people and there are the geeks or developers. And this is then a lot harder to understand what the other person would like to have. So if you are in one person, you can be hyper productive. So um, we were in a project uh, in a uh, business projects where uh, I was the only Java developer and there were the the CT, no, CEO worked with me and we built software in two weeks because he exactly knew what to do to implement, you know, the business logic. And what I what I heard, the software was refactored afterwards and they spent two years with a huge team, you know, to, 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 to trying to understand what's going on. And this was a seems like similar story in your case well i had another advantage and that is that when i put out a uh, an update the users would be sitting in the next office and if they didn't like it they'd come in and tell me what was wrong with it and then i'd go re yeah. redo it so maybe you were one of the first you know developers who practiced agile without knowing what it is actually right absolutely yeah um, <laughs> um very good so the problem the, the was it like you know there were like a text blocks which you could combine to a entire to an entire thing because uh, I mean there was no AI so the program you know how you produce a lots of paper but it, you had like a DSL domain specific language where you can say you know do this and this and this and then it produced the paper I mean how you did it so I mean I cannot just imagine so. okay <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it exactly but okay to to do a, a pleading, you know, you have the standard language that you use on your text, right? Yeah. So that's a Word document. That's in Word. Yeah. And then you have to import into that the name of the defendant, the court, the, uh, the items down in the text and all that. So you have um, you have those slots you have to fill. So those okay. come out of the data database. So I have a database for courts. I have a database for clients. I have a database for defendants. Mm -hmm. I have a database for posts, money. And those all, I write the program to go out and collect all those items of data and stick it in this Word document and then push the print button and it comes out and we send it to court. Okay, so it's like a template engine. So you had a template with uh, placeholders and the placeholders were filled from database. Exactly. Oh, very exactly. good. Okay, but now I understand. One, mm -hmm. one other advantage is that in this practice, um, uh, there was uh, people would get these papers and then they'd want to call in and talk about it. Well, if you had to go pull the file, it would... You'd have to call them back and they'd never be available. That was terrible. So one of the great advantages was that the users, my secretaries, would have this up on their screen. They could push a button and get this case up on the screen with all the data spread out there and uh, for, for them to read off and talk to the, the people about when they called in on the phone. Okay. So that was a great, a great thing, too. Perfect. I mean, this is incredible because you started, you know, as a non-programmer with C, C++, then you learned Java, then you had too much RAM, so you had to bought Oracle to fill the RAM, and then <laughs> and then you wrote an ADF program, which uh, was great success. Um, yeah, it is. Um, and what happened afterwards? So, I mean, you, you just kept, you know, improving the program and, and at one point of time, you had to refactor that or what was the story behind? 
Well, it's running down at the law office right today, right ah, there, down okay. there typing on it right today. So, in fact, the last 10 days I was going to work on my new project, but I had to go back down there and help them reinstall a second the backup server, uh, web logic server. So I've been spending some time down there helping them do that. But uh, but my current project is to see if I could retool it for the new cutting edge, bleeding edge stuff. And that's how I got into Quarkus and uh, Docker and AWS. And it's running now on the internet, a little kind of trial version of it, which you could look at and see what it looks like at the office kind of. Yeah, but it's, I, uh, I would love to. So send me the link, and if you if uh, you allow the listeners, you can also send a demo link. They, they could look at yeah, that. Well, it's it's just juristech.com, so that's with a C, not C H. So ah, that's okay. all it. Yeah. Okay. So um, one question. So how you got to WebLogic? So I think you got the WebLogic because you already had Oracle, right? So this was the story. So you bought Oracle, and then the, you got the WebLogic somehow, right? Right. We we bought a the, the law firm bought uh, an Oracle engineered uh, server oh. uh, with Oracle in it, and so we also bought WebLogic. Uh, uh, application server. Okay, so uh, the, I, I guess the on the machine there was a Sun logo, right? Because no, but back then. Okay. Well, eventually, uh, uh, when I first started with it back way back when, we had Sun servers, but uh, I, I think this latest one doesn't have a Sun logo on it. Okay, you have one server or multiple servers, or well, one uh, database server and one. Uh, application server and this week i put in a second application server all running the two are running web logic and the oracle is running linux is on a linux server and the web logic are in cluster right excuse me they are they are clustered the web logic servers or are they just no, backup no no that's that's over i couldn't i haven't learned that yet <laughs> okay you have time so no problem i think you will Buy a book and then you have a you know, high available the first high high available uh, law firm in Utah, I guess, right? And then, <laughs> well, the second the second server is still in the in the testing stage, so we we haven't even implemented that production wise. Mm -hmm. What? Okay, so the the story was you kept you know improving your prob uh, your program for twenty years, right? And now we are in the yeah. stage where there's the first big refactoring which happens right now, right? Um, yeah, right. Well, I retired a year ago. I'm 76 years old. So I quit the law practice uh, January of 2020 okay. and came home to play and play around with my programming. So I'm just learning the new, new stuff kind of for fun, but with some idea that I might sell it eventually. Yeah. Are you happy right now? You know, just hacking? I'm happy, yeah. Yeah, perfect. It's like it's it's like getting a murder mystery every morning. You get up in the morning, you don't know who the murderer was, and by the evening, you've figured it out. So that's a great way to spend your days. Mm -hmm. And um, how we met is you appeared in one of the AirHex Live uh, workshops. And the nice story is, um, I'm from Europe, you're from US, but there were other guys you remember from US as well. So there were one guy, I think he worked uh, for a hospital or something like this. And there was a, um, a really nice... Our community almost right so we had lots of fun together so you um there was you there was one guy or oh, two guys even from us and some guys from austria and what I remember the very first time you know you were very eager you know you asked lots of questions the guys from us as well and the austrian guys were really lazy so there was like you know they almost slept and, and for and for you was 2 a.m right right well that's yeah you have to get up at 2 a.m to start by the time you're finished it's nine o'clock in the morning here you've missed a night of sleep 
Yeah, and and I'm I I was really sorry for you, but uh, it's really hard, you know, to find a time zone which suits all all the participants actually. Well, actually, it didn't it didn't cut into my other life, so it was great. Oh, okay, so for for you for you it's perfect. <laughs> So uh, the, the question is, how you found me? I mean, because uh, I'm the recent years, I was involved in WebLogic 2003. I'm uh, even a BA technical director was back then. But uh, the recent years, I just worked, you know, with Jakarta, Quarkus, Glassfish, and all the stuff. So how you found me back then? You remember the first time? I don't. I don't remember exactly. You're on the internet. You're not exactly unfamous. Somebody said you're one of the gurus of the entire Java oh. culture, and so I. I looked you up, and since I was trying to get back into Java EE, mm -hmm. I uh, program your workshops. Ah, my online workshops. Okay, now I understand. And uh, um, and um, the, what I saw is uh, that a law firm applied to my course, and I thought, what is this? I mean, this is like a patent or try to sue me or is, uh, what, what's <laughs> what's? Yeah. And, and then I saw you and I asked you, what do you expect? Maybe you are wrong here because I'm not about law. You know, it's just, you know, hardcore hacking. But you said, no, no, go, go ahead. I, I'm just retired and I would like, you know, to refactor my program. And I thought this is the, the best story ever because my plan is actually um, to keep, you know, developing as long as possible. I really enjoy it. I have no plans to become a manager or whoever. Just, you know, coding is fun from my perspective is uh, really interesting and the only problem is lack of time this is my only problem but you know it's, it's i really enjoy every moment programming well you've got another advantage is that you work out of munich and uh, munich holds a special place in my heart because i spent two and a half years there in well in in bavaria mm -hmm. and uh you said that uh, what you did in munich and bavaria i was a missionary for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints okay so, and so we, i was in Augsburg, Nuremberg, uh, Erlangen, Lindau am Bodensee, and okay. Munich. Okay. And what do you have to do as a missionary? And knock on doors and ah. try and talk people. Okay. Talk people out of their their beer, which is a little hard in Bavaria. So I I, I think so. So I, I, hard time. With, yeah. yeah. They, okay. Uh, interesting story. So, but you still like Bavaria back then, also you were not oh, very yeah, successful no, as a missionary, I think, right? That's well. It, yeah, that's true. That's true, but it was, it was a great experience. I mean, a gorgeous place. Yeah. Um, so now you started to refactor, you know, your ADF Oracle database to Quarkus, which is uh, quite a journey, I would say. And uh, what impressed me, you attended the workshop, and what I, in one point of time, I started to talk about the structure. So, you know, the components and the layers. And you said, okay, I, what I remember, this is the, these are the names. And they were just perfect. So it seems like your software is structured around business responsibilities still. And and uh, what you said back then, like, you know, clients and you, you just, you know, out, out of nothing, you just said, okay, this is my components. So, okay, this seems seems perfect. Yeah, my Quarkus packages are clients, um, notes, uh, uh -huh. money, uh, uh -huh. posts, um, debtor, uh, defendants. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So that's that's... And, my package names. Yeah. And uh, in my projects, you know, I have to talk three hours, you know, to explain that actually the package have to be named, you know, after business responsibilities. Now it's a little bit easier, but two years ago was crazy. It was just everything but not business. And for you, it was natural. What I also remember, after the workshop, you'd say, now I have to merge my microservices to one, right? <laughs> you said, That's right. No, I, I, I've done that. And so now I have one 
um, Docker running the whole screen instead of one for each of those categories. So and it's easier right I, now, right? It's better. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have one. Let's call it app. It's no more Microsoft. Let's call it app um, with the packages, the top level packages, and then you have the structure boundary control entity, I suppose, in internally, right? Yeah. Each one of those kind of is a crud in, of itself, right? So I have mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. exactly do all of that, right? And you're exposing REST interfaces to the outside of it, Jax or REST, or what they're doing? No, this is a visual. This is a, I also took your course on components, right? Ah, web components. okay. So I'm writing that. And you're happy with the web components, or is it? it I'm happy with it. It's highly complex for me. Mm -hmm. The whole JavaScript thing has been a kind of a test, but mm -hmm. I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. It's up and running. It's running on AWS right now with the screens and and all kinds of uh, tables and buttons and all that stuff. So I'm getting it. Very good. So already on AWS. So I assume the front end is on S3, right? Straight or is it on Quarkus? No, it's on EC2. Oh, EC2. Right, okay, virtual EC2. machine. Okay, yeah. so you so you're running inside EC2 a Docker image, right? Exactly. Yeah. There is an easier, uh, oh, uh, two possibilities. I don't know whether you're aware. There is a Graviton, you know, Graviton on AWS? You heard about that? No, There's no. A, um, there is a different kind of hardware on AWS. It's called Graviton. This is ARM-based processor. And I think it should run Java just fine. And you can save money because it's cheaper than the Intel. So, and uh, this is uh, as powerful, but cheaper. It's called Graviton. So this is what you can do. And um, what... I think you have to do the math, but what could be even better for you is to use ECS Fargate. This is the name of AWS. So you are pushing the uh, Docker container to the Fargate. It's not that hard, especially not if you are in public internet. If you have to fiddle with the VPCs, it's a little bit harder, but in internet is fine. It's ECS Fargate. And uh, then you don't have to care about the machines. You can just say, uh, I would like to have two containers, and this is with the CPU and the RAM. And now you have more time and you are a young hacker so what you can also do right uh, take a look at spot instances what you can do a little bit this ecs if you um the spot instances on aws is kind of uh how to call it unused unused resources so you can very cheaply buy additional resources on aws i mean cheaply is 80 percent of the costs and uh, the, the the deal is, uh, I think you have you get notified, but you have like five minutes to go away, so uh, they will kill you. But it's not a problem because the ECS will start a new new Docker. But this is too much. Just you know, until the next workshop, there are weeks. So just just for you that you can save a little bit of time. But the ECS target, I think, it will be time saver for you because it is a way easier to operate in EC2 with SSH and everything else. So it's very very easy. I appreciate it. Every yeah. time I talk to you, I get a new assignment. Uh, yeah, this is how it works in my case, you know, because I'm consultant. <laughs> this is, I always have, you know, to change everything. Otherwise, I would be jobless, you know. Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah. And um, are, are you happy with the Quarkus Java new experience or? I'll tell you one thing I had trouble with was uh, Redux. Boy, it took me a long time to get my head around that. Uh -huh. In fact, I was so hard that I took a flyer into uh, Elm for a month or so to see oh. if I couldn't. Uh, solve it another way, but that that turned out to be not productive. 
Yeah, Elm is uh, no, no, no. Uh, this is worse than C back then, I would say. With, with <laughs> but, but um, I don't know whether you know there is a free course from f- what what I recorded called "From Redux to uh, Redux Toolkit." So this is. I got it. I've got that. Yeah, but, but I'm talking. Uh, before uh, yeah, you, before ago, you yeah. attended the, the the live workshop, okay. Right. That's right. Okay. So um, but this is great. I mean, you know, for 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 a lawyer. It's perfect, you know. On the Redux, under JavaScript developers, they really don't like it because they tell it's too complex. But I think if you do it right, it's just you know a singleton, a single store, and this is like what we did in Pascal on the C. And uh, and the idea is, if someone changes the state, it you know everything gets notified and uh, gets refreshed. By the way, you saw the BCE design template I published on GitHub. I think you had to. Um, I know about your BCE design template, yes. Yeah, this is uh, with integrated Redux, and this is what uh, it was used in several projects already, commercial projects where, uh, you know, the entire uh, the entire refresh is already working. Okay, so um, how your day looks like now? So you, you, you're working 10 hours a day just hacking, or what are you doing there now as, as a fresh programmer? Yeah, I get young, young programmer now, right? So young full-time exactly. programming, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. I get up in the morning and do my exercises and come down the basement and turn on my computer and play around till three o'clock in the afternoon and wear out and quit. Oh, on uh, exercises, you go running or what are you doing or what kind of exercises? Uh, yeah, I ride my bicycle and cut some weights I lift. And... Oh, okay. At home, ergometer or is it like, you know, yeah. treadmill? No, okay. no, I'm, no, I've got a bike. I ride it out on the streets. Oh, okay. So it's a nice scenery in Salt Lake City? Is it like flat or? Uh, no, no, it's mountainous. It's almost Switzerland-like. It's oh, okay. Beautiful. Okay. I, I thought it's flat because it's not that far from Las Vegas, right? It's like... Well, after our last conversation, I had to go clear out to Tonopah, Nevada, so I went past the um, UFO place for you. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> at the last workshop, uh, we just briefly mentioned Area 51, and I said, okay, I will have to visit Area 51, you know, in uh, next week, and uh, should I do something for you? It's like, okay, if you, you know, meet the aliens, greetings from Java, and uh, hopefully, you know, you saw something. <laughs> Well, aliens are making a lot more news these days than they were back time when we talked. <laughs> They're in the news all the time these days. Yeah. All these UFOs, yeah. Um, okay, and uh, what is your next sprints or your next task, what you're what you implementing? So what do you have to implement? So what is your, or, or how you, what do, do you know, what you would like to achieve in the next weeks, month with your program? So what is lacking and how far are you? How happy are you with, you know, the, the current state of your software? I'm happy with my current, the current state. It's in the beginning stages. I've got to do again and again and again what I've done already. And that is I've got, oh, maybe 30 buttons, 30 tabs that I've got to fill in with the CRUDs for each of these uh, areas. And, so, so it's kind of the same thing over and over again for a while here until it gets up to the standard of the one that's running down at the office. Okay, so you, so you would like to have like a almost carbon copy version of the of your current software, but you know, better suited for clouds, right? Well, I would like to enable the buttons that are running on, or that are, I've already programmed into the current version on the cloud. So they're just dead buttons now. You push them and they don't do anything. I've got to enable all the buttons that are on there. Okay. 
because in the in the uh, web components, so they are just that. This is like you know the Fed client is just the user interface, and they will talk via HTTP and JSON called REST with the backend. This is the JAXA REST right. corpus. So um, on uh, in the clouds, you will need either two layers. This is what I ask you prior to that because the web components could just sit on S3. This is the name of the service of uh, Amazon Simple Storage Service. I think this is the acronym. And uh, what you can do is you can enable the S3 as a, how to call it, web website. I think this is the button. And then you have a web server without Quarkus. It just sits there. And uh, you know that, this S3 part? No, I haven't used S3 in that way. No. Okay. Um, so uh, S3 is like, uh, there is even free software called CyberDuck. This is what I'm, uh, CyberDuck is one, there are, there are several, but um, CyberDuck is, uh, is a nice one. And with the CyberDuck, it looks like FTP or SCP, and you can upload your stuff to Amazon, to S3. So I'm using, I'm mm -hmm. using uh, Quarkus to uh, access Postgres, where my data is stored. You're right. This, 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 this is perfect, but this is the backend. But uh, for the web components, you actually don't need Quarkus. You can, you can, you know, copy the JavaScript and HTML files to S3 and make them available from outside. Okay. And just another assignment. Yeah, maybe you have to work tomorrow until 4 p.m. <laughs> well, hey, I've got a lot, a long future to work. I'm not in any rush. Yeah, and um, okay. So then uh, the architecture would be: you can have S3. Then you would like to have a nice domain name, maybe for your thing. What you can do is, you can use. It's called Route 53. Route 53 is another AWS service, and then you can, you know, have your domain name, which will point to the S3 stuff. Okay, I've got my domain name registered with name.com and it'll point to my Yeah, this, you can also so, use that. You can use external domain name which points to the to the S3. And uh, this yeah. S3, and this what I told you right now is actually not recommended by AWS. It is it works, but what they recommend is to 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 put it's called CloudFront before S3, but this is just configuration. It it, it sounds scary, but it's not programming, just configuring. And this CloudFront yeah. is like a cache which makes faster and and a little bit more secure because you can you can specify who accesses the S3 bucket this is the name bucket so uh, i mean it's just it's not no programming involved you just know to have a website on 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 AWS you will need uh, route 53 for the domain names um you can use external then uh, S3 for um these are the buckets My, the storage is like the web server and then you have um and then you have the cloud front like like a cache and this 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 would be globally available and by the way this is default architecture if we have on aws such a services what we are using and quarkus would run in fargate for instance this would be the easiest possible thing and um if you say fargate is too expensive or too expensive to complicate it maybe there's even cheaper cheaper solution for you um this is yeah just just remember this right now it's called light sale and this light sale from Amazon is like um, a very simple, um, how to call it? Yeah, container service, but you pay a fixed amount of money per month. So the, the machines are not very powerful, but you are paying like, I don't know, 10, Euro, 10 euros or $15 a month and never more. This is like, you know, um, how to call it? It's like a fixed budget solution for beginners, but it's also a great way to start. It's called light sale. Yeah, okay. I'll look into that.
yeah, just look at this. This is, um, I, I would say, it's very easy uh, to use. And, and Quarkus in the backend is perfect. The, 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 the thing I wanted to tell you is not necessary to use another Quarkus just for the web components, right? What you can do okay. at the beginning, yeah. you can you can put everything into one Quarkus. The problem with this approach is um, if you would like to change, you know, the CSS, an image, or HTML, you will have to redeploy the entire business logic, which is a little bit risky. So and therefore, I, I, I you know, I, I try to separate this. That in the back end, I have a JaxOS with the API, and in the front end, I have like just the assets like JavaScript, CSS, a, um, um, HTML. And if I would like to change, you know, the font or the color, I only push new stuff to S3, and I am absolutely sure that the back end is untouched. So this is this is the thing. That sounds absolutely appropriate. Yeah, we, you know, uh, last time it's just, um, you didn't ask a lot of questions during the workshop, but you said, you know, uh, after the first 10 minutes, like, now I'm happy and I can quit the workshop. What was it, actually? So you, you remember that? You said, uh, do, you, so you solved my problem right now. I was really amazed because there was like uh, half an hour of the workshop and uh, I said, okay, but you can still attend, no problem. And I can't remember what that issue was, but I know I went into the workshop with an issue. Yeah, exactly. That's why I signed up for the workshop for that issue. When you solved it, I made my money. Oh, very good. Perfect. Um, anything which you still need information from me, we can you know, uh, do uh, a, a private consulting, which is not that private, but... <laughs> well, you've already given me three or four assignments here. I better go crack the books on those and see what... And so I'll have intelligent questions to ask the next time we talk. Okay. Very good. So I would say thank you for your time, right? So uh, we actually covered a lot of ground, and um, I really admire your your attitude. You know that um, as you know you are, and and no kidding, your questions were excellent during the workshop, and um, really uh, as as a lawyer for me this is like unimaginable because you know yet usually <laughs> yeah because as a lawyer there's complete I, I mean I can you have to you know how to call it some responsibility there are lots of time involved and if you find time to learn programming and you are good on it so i mean it's not bad so really great well i'm uh, it's been interesting and a fun way to spend my days and so uh, i'm not unhappy about any of the things i've done yeah sure so thank you and hopefully see you in the future and and i'm really curious whether you know the tips with uh, fargate and and the light sale whether they helped you, you know with your current mission I'll let you know. Hey, one question. What is the, the, the name of the program? I forgot it completely. You, the, you, the, the software. It is just a cool name? Just, like, just No, well, just dial up Juristech, J-U-R-I-S-T-E-C dot com, and look at the program. It's, okay. That's, that's not the final version. It's kind of under construction, but it'll give you an idea of what it looks like at yeah. the office. But do you have a project name? No. Nope. Okay, like low low dragon or something like this. Usually, you know. No, no, no. You remember no. Java? Java had always cool names. We had a Java Five Tiger, and there was always you know nice project names. I, I guess I'm too much of a lawyer to get enthusiastic. Ah, okay, <laughs> you are right. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you for your time. I really appreciate uh, it. My pleasure. My Perfect. pleasure.